Welcome to the Buddha Podcast with your hosts, Matt Crum and Jake Lucas. Oh, last name this yeah. time. I'm always on the edge of my seat. <laughs> we got a curveball. Or I mean, what you will say. We didn't open up a drink to kick <clears throat> off the show, and then I said my last name. It's quite amazing. Yes, but a very fancy drink is coming. It might not be the most American of drinks, yeah. but stay tuned, folks. It'll be delivered soon. All right, Jake. Well, any like interesting news in your life or anything like that, or anything happen? Yeah. So I went down to the National Mall with uh, my girlfriend. Oh. And she became a former girlfriend uh, afterwards, but in a good way. So she's an ex-girlfriend. Uh, no, former girlfriend. Oh, uh, former, uh, former. But okay. now fiance. Um, All right. Uh, that's so such a like weird thing to say, like fiance. It is. It yeah. doesn't really roll off the tongue, does it? No, it does not. And you always feel like super proper when you're saying it, too. But Jake got engaged! Yeah! Woo. Okay! Woo! Okay, Jake, well, give us the rundown. How did it happen? Give us the play-by-play. Yeah, so play-by-play. We'll go back a couple weeks after yeah. I got the ring. So. At the beginning. Yeah, so got the ring and then tried to figure out how to get her family down to D.C. and involved with it, too. So we coordinated it where... Um, her parent, Allison's parents, sister drove into town, um, and were part of it. My parents were able to, and then my sister, she left at 6 PM the night before and got in at 2 AM on Saturday with her two kids, a three-year-old and, uh, basically a toddler. So commitment. Yeah. Wow. I don't, can't believe they still did that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's actually the DC friends. So Matt, myself, um, I was in attendance. Yep. His wife, Katrina. Yes, yes. And then our friend Drew, who had a big role in, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> as part of the photography. So yes. to them, a few other people, and then texted all of Allison's friends. And then we all got everybody down to the we National Mall. We all hid. We all hid. Yes. So I planned it where I wanted to tell everybody to go block away. And when we got closer, just to text everybody so they can see it from a distance, and Allison and I would have our own moment. So we... We go to Chris Lane the night before, and then she's yeah. like, oh, you're acting a little weird. I'm like, yeah, this concert is kind of packed. I'm trying to figure out something else to say. But we wake up the next morning, um, walk the dog. So during the walk, I made sure it's Normal to, morning. Well, not the walk. I had to ask Crosby for permission, and then he gave me permission, so that was great. Oh, right, um, right, of course. But, yeah, so when we were going down to the mall, our plan was – um, a couple weeks ago, we said we don't do DC stuff anymore. So I, I said that, we talked about it, and then mm. we made the commitment, like, oh, we're going to go down to the mall. And I was like, oh, this is great. This is going right into the plan. Uh, so our plan was to go to the Mer- Native American History Museum uh-huh. um, on the Capitol or on the National Mall. On the National Mall. Um, so, yeah, we, we started going down there, and we uh, made the plan so she would dress nicely and I would dress nicely that we were going to go get drinks with our friends, Adam and Alex. Um, uh-huh. so yeah, we, we started getting changed, getting ready to go. I brought a jacket and literally had to put the ring in the jacket. And the worst part about 
proposing is the freaking ring box. Yes, it's terrible. Like it's terrible. the dumbest thing. Like you've had this tradition for what thousands of years? Well, I don't know. Like probably like a thousand years ago, they were like giving cattle away. Yeah, that's true. Instead of a ring, it's I like... had to pay three goats for for my wife. <laughs> yep, yep. Luckily, I did not have to do that. Okay, okay. I just had to figure out how to get the goddamn box into my pocket <laughs> so i had i had it in uh, my rain jacket and we inst- instead of ubering because we didn't want to run into anybody or beat anybody there that's right we decided to get in the metro but before we even did that we decided i decided to play along and have her be surprised about everything so we weren't stressing about getting into locations on time so what did we do after i walked the dog in the morning we watched the last episode of love is blind oh yeah. Yeah, a little warm up. I don't know how good of a warm up that is, it's, but hey, it's really good. You should, have you watched it yet? I we have watched. Uh, we watched a little bit of it. My my wife and I. I we just it, we couldn't. It was it was oh, too man. too cringy. Yeah. Too cringy. Worst. I'll call him the character is Sal. The dude plays this ukulele. It's so annoying. Anytime he's <laughs> playing it, it just wants to like. I just want to go in there and break it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we finished up that show. Um, got onto the metro, and when you're getting on the metro in DC, it's kind of, kind of sketch sometimes. And carrying a ring and a diamond ring and very expensive item. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I'm walking there, I'm holding it like a football and trying to text everybody like where we are, where we are. Get on my phone, and then I'm texting one of her friends to make sure they're there. So basically, she's sitting right to my to my right and what i do is literally turn so she can't see my phone yeah start texting him and she asked me what am i doing and obviously i'm like well i'm just looking up a soccer score <laughs> that you can't see yeah that you can't because it's super secret <laughs> yeah so did that then we got off the metro started texting everybody went to the bathroom i was in there for like five minutes texting everybody get out of there and then she asked oh are you okay um so i'm like yeah we i am and then start walking towards the national mall when we get there, we talked about taking a photo, and right next to the National Mall, there's about 14 food trucks lined up behind us. Yeah, not a good so, photo op uh, yeah. background there. So what it, what we had to do and kind of like maneuver was doing all these selfies, grabbing my phone, taking some selfies, and be like, hey, let's go closer and closer to the middle. Um, so like when we get to the middle, I just go in there and tell her, and just hold her hands and say, hey, you know, we're like well, what we're, we're here for deep wow yeah. Yeah, yeah so i just go and say what are we do you know what we're here for she's like i think so <laughs> um so totally confused. yeah and then after that blacked out she blacked out proposed and yep. then right afterwards we got a round of applause from random people on the national mall which was hilarious and then our friend drew was taking photos that's right and then as soon as that happened i looked over and was like thank you drew and then she goes oh my god drew's here yeah um yep. and then yeah we just go and see that and all of a sudden we just start walking to where everybody else was and then popped a few bottles of champagne celebrated had some opas opa yeah. yeah it was masterfully crafted i must say uh jake was giving us the the rundown the our instructions Ooh. And yeah. I interrupt this program to have the what are we drinking session section a Katrina. little bit early. Katrina, would Katrina, you like to join us for what are first... we drinking? This is so, my wife. Oh, hi. This is a French 75 in true American tradition. Wow. Yes. Wow. Wow. In, uh, in honor of Timothy Weah at Lille, mm. in the French Ligue 1, we are having clink. We are having a French 75. Yeah. 
and in honor of Alejandro Bedoya. Yes, Alejandro Bedoya and his French exploits. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is good. Mm, quite tasty. Wow. Quite tasty. But yeah, tell, uh, tell everybody your side of the story. Yeah, so Jake had been keeping us updated. We, um, we all get to the mall, and, and uh, the National Mall, that is, about 30 minutes before he does. And we had never really met his entire family, so that was interesting. We, were, we said, you look like Jake, and you kind of look like Allison. So I think we're in the right place. And so we were all wondering what we should do. Should we hide behind trees? Should we just kind of turn our turn our backs and not even look? But I will say Jake did a good job of leading her away from where we were going to be, so she would. There was no chance of her seeing unless she was looking very very far in the distance. But it was a great view. He gave us he gave us the wave when he when he was. Uh, it was hilarious. He was just trying. I don't know what you were saying to Allison at the time, but you gave this big arm waving motion, and we yeah. all saw it. So, yeah, I think I was just trying to point out how far away we were from the Capitol and saying if it was a good shot with us, for us without the food trucks. So she was looking back there, and then I grabbed my jacket, started waving it to make sure everybody knew we were there because we were so far away. Oh, I didn't she know did that when she had her back turned. <laughs> yeah. Crafty, crafty. <laughs> and, yes, and so – our friend Drew, who was the designated photographer, just kind of like, you know, lollygags around, pretending like he's a normal tourist. And then as soon as he saw Jake go in for the question, he just, he like zoomed in, zoomed in, went went in there. It was hilarious. Mm -hmm. He got the best photo out there. He got a good photo. So it went off without a hitch, I think. Yeah. On the way to get hitched. On Oh, yes. On the way to get hitched. Wow. And... Sorry, ladies. Jake is officially off the market. Yes. Mm -mm -mm. Now it's the fun wedding planning. You're, you're, yeah, wedding planning. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Okay, well, with that as a background, this episode is going to be a little bit different because we have been so focused on the U.S. Men's National Team and World Cup qualifying that we haven't had a chance to talk about everything else. So we're going to take this podcast as an opportunity to talk about Soccer back here in America. MLS is back. It has started. Uh, the U.S. women's national team also played in the She Believes Cup recently. So we'll talk a little bit about some rising young talent there. But uh, that's going to be the focus. So U.S. men's national teamers in the MLS. Some fun names coming to the MLS for this year as well. So that's what we're going to break down for you. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Mr. MLS, Jake, what are you most looking forward to this well, season? I'm looking most forward to these young young players that are like 16, 17 years old, making an impact and trying to make that jump overseas. And a few people to keep an eye on. Uh, we talked about it last year. Mm -hmm. Caden Cal. Caden Cal. Yep. Red Bull. I think he's going to be making the jump over the summer. Mm -hmm. So you mean, sorry, you meant Caden. Caden uh, Clark. Clark. My bad. Yes. The other CC. Yeah. There's two CCs. Yeah. Then Cade Cowell. Cade Cowell. Cade yes. Cowell. Yes. Um, well, who is another person that I was hoping to mess, mess mention, can't talk, um, from San Jose that is yes. super jacked for an 18, 19 Yes, he's a man child. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Moses Nyman from DC United, who yes. recently, who's only gotten two red cards in his career and both happened in Cincinnati, which is wild. It's pretty um, impressive for a kid that young to get two red cards in his career so far. Yeah. And then I think it's Wiley Wolf. Um, mm. 
He made his debut with Atlanta United. Josh Wolf's son. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he played pretty well and scored I a goal. I had no idea that he was a person. Mm-hmm. And then I saw him, and I was like, that looks like a slightly different version <laughs> that, from Josh Wolf. <laughs> that is – what a way to phrase something. <laughs> Didn't even know. Didn't even know. Yeah, but I think that's what I'm most excited for. And it looks like uh, we actually have challengers in the CONCACAF Champions League. That's right. So the CONCACAF Champions League gets started a little bit before the season starts. Um, And so the MLS entrants there were New England, NYCFC, Seattle, Montreal. And Colorado. And Colorado. Colorado. Of those teams, Colorado was the only one to get kicked out. And, in fact, uh, NYCFC and uh, Seattle are up by two and three goals, respectively, after the first leg. And Seattle did it against Club Leon, which is a pretty strong Mexican mm-hmm. team. Looking pretty good on that front. I believe New England won as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, New England won 3 nothing. That's right. Yes. Yeah. The uh, Montreal was the only team to lose, but they lost 1-0 on the road, which is... Yeah, Still. to Cruz Azul, I believe, yeah. right? Which, Which is, is huge. one of That's a huge like win. Top, top Mexican team. Yeah. Now you have them flying to Canada, playing in Montreal. So yeah. I, think, uh, I think they're playing indoors, though, uh, for that game. But the crowd is going to be pretty nice. Of though. course, in the yeah. dome. Yeah. It's, it's an electric atmosphere yeah. there. Is this the year, Jake? Is this the year that an MLS team takes home CCL? I don't know. Cruz, uh, Cruz Azul is massively good. Yeah. Yeah. But this is I, true. I think it would be great. Obviously, it'd be great for the league to do it. Yeah. But do they? It's looking at it like, do you sacrifice the league or go for the Champions League? But if there's a team to actually do it, like Seattle, can take that two month off like they normally do. Yeah. And then go back to. Well, that's the whole thing. You can you can kind of, you know, mess around in the first half of the MLS season, get CCL one, Mm -hmm. and then still make a make a push for the playoffs because a lot of teams get in the playoffs. Mm So let's hope that that continues. Um, I, I saw NYCFC play and and a lot of the highlights of Seattle, both looking good in the CCL uh, run. So we'll we'll see we'll see. Mm-hmm. Speaking of strong teams, Jake, who do you think are the favorites in MLS, both to have a best regular season, get that supporter shield, and ultimately to win the cup? Yeah, I think it's going to – you might see a repeat, too, with NYCFC. Um, they are strong. Yeah, the only thing that's holding them back is actually having a stadium. But so you're, like, <laughs> what, six with them and they're not in a stadium yet? Yes, that's yeah. right. Um, but, yeah, NYCFC, Seattle is going to be really strong, as always. And then I think I think the winner is going to come from the East. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Seattle or Nashville uh, representing the West. Um, but I think out of like the top teams in the East, probably like the top five or six could probably win the West. Um, right. I, yeah, because you have New York, Philadelphia, New England, Atlanta, Columbus, Orlando. Those are probably your top six right there mm. uh, based on like going into the season. But you also had like those surprise like challengers underneath there that could like jump up like Montreal. You never know how they're going to be playing yep. Uh, yep. after Champions League. Um, and then you got like DC United, you got, um, all these like other clubs too, that can jump up there too. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've watched a good bit of NYCFC. I think they're very deep, very strong. Uh, 
see Rusnak, which is who's been the Real Salt Lake's number ten, to add to their pretty amazing front front line of Raul Ruiz Diaz and Nico Lodero and Jordan Morris. So they're looking pretty dangerous. And they're and that, a deep team. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's and I think that's where the MLS is headed now. There are teams we mentioned it with NYCFC, Seattle, I think New England is a pretty deep team, Philadelphia as well. You're starting to see that just like over in Europe, those teams with the deepest talent are really starting to be more consistent. Um, because that's kind of the whole thing with MLS is that it's, you know, teams players shuffle around each year and a new there's a new best team, but I'm really interested to see if if those kinds of teams that have done well over the past few years can stay on top. I'm also really interested to see what Nashville does. I think they've been the surprise, relatively new franchise, mm-hmm. led by our boy Walker Zimmerman. I thought you were going to say Chris Lowe. Chris Lowe. <laughs> our boy Chris Lowe. Also yeah. our boy, if you're listening, Chris Lowe. Yeah, and so you know, there's there's other teams, Minnesota, Colorado. Atlanta, that that, in, a, in addition to what you mentioned, Jake, they've got some talent and some track record. So, it, but it's also just MLS. It's just sometimes it's just chaos. Injuries can happen. So, those those are the teams that we're looking at right now. Yeah, and another like, I'd say dark horse we haven't even talked about. Um, I don't know if they would be like dark horses, but the two LA teams, mm-hmm. uh, LASC looks really str- like strong with Carlos Vela uh, being healthy this year. Yes, and then Chicharito um, had an amazing goal in the 90th minute to be NYCFC first and game then, of the season. Yeah, and then Alvarez just came in and had a banger against uh, Charlotte. Yes, Efra Alvarez, the Mexican youth um, budding star. Yeah, I, I also was impressed with what I saw from the LA Galaxy early on. So, I mean, they're the LA clubs, right? So they, they're all, they've got talented players. They've got some of the superstars. You mentioned Baylor. You mentioned Chicharito. So they're always dangerous. They just haven't been very consistent in years past. So that's – it's I think, and, and, and we'll get into this in the next section too – the talent just slowly, slowly builds in MLS, and it's it's widespread, really. Yeah, it's not up. It's not building up and down. It's building down and up now. Yes, but you're getting a mix of both, which is great. Yes, yes, you're getting it's like trickle down economics, <laughs> but now it's just like it's trickle all around. Yeah, it's I like, think it's trickle all around. Yeah, yeah I know, the, so... the pipeline's bursting to go over to Europe. The exactly. older players that are still. The younger old players want to come over here now too, and yeah. it's really uh, starting to be like awesome to see. Yeah, so let's talk about some of those top-down players that are coming over. Some household names coming into the league. Yeah, so starting with the Galaxy, Douglas Acosta or Douglas Costa. Douglas Costa, yes. Yeah. When he came to the league, like that was a signing that I had to look and be like, "Damn, how old is that guy?" Yep. And he's 33, I believe. Yeah, which is still like I thought he was gonna be like 37 or 40. Yeah. Well, no, I yeah. He's he's kind of bounced around Europe. He over the past couple of years in Europe, he was kind of brought in as a super sub. He he played for Bayern, I think, most recently. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I watched him play. He's you can tell because that, that that's a guy that made his career on speed and being electric. When you're 33, 
<laughs> it's kind of hard to be that electric. So, but he's yeah. he's still quality. I mean, he was he was causing so many problems in the games that I saw. He's just his 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 movement and his awareness of when to go forward and when when to look for the counterattack. He's going to be really exciting to watch. Yeah, I think it's almost going to be like when Nani came over. Like yeah, he can make that impact and kind of be that player. Um, but even looking at like other players, like you have Shakiri, which Jordan was Shakiri, baby. Uh, I thought like a surprise signing, but yes. tell us about the the signing for Chicago and the impact. Yes. So not only did Chicago finally get its logo right this mm-hmm. year, thank goodness. Uh, they also did basically a roster overhaul. They hired a new coach, but they brought over Jordan Shakiri, who I didn't even know was playing for Lyon. Mm-hmm. Most recently, he moved over from Liverpool. Yeah. Where do you think he was playing? Where? Yeah. I thought he was still at Liverpool. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he had been at Lyon very long. No, I think it's like a year or two. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they haven't scored a goal yet. They haven't given up a goal yet. But he's looking good. He, I think he just needs to shake off a little rust. And, you know, he's he's kind of the – we had we had Giovinco in a, of old. He was the atomic ant. I think we have a new atomic ant. But I don't think we have the Atomic Ant there. I think the Atomic Ant is going back to Toronto. It's going to light up the league in June. Oh, you think Sebastian Giovinco is coming back? No, not Sebastian Giovinco. Insigne. Oh, Lorenzo Insigne. Yes, yes. That's he is the going, next one. He is going to light the world on fire when he comes back. Yes, over. the Napoli and Italy superstar. Mm-hmm. I feel like every time I see a Napoli score box, he's, he's literally one of the scorers. Um, so that's quite a move. He's only 31, I believe. Mm-hmm. So he's got some years ahead of yeah. him. How old is Shakiri? 30? Shakiri's about, yeah, I think he's 30 exactly as well. So that both of those are pretty good signings mm-hmm. um, for the league. Yeah, and then another massive one in a large Latino, or not even just Latino, but Mexican community in Houston. Yep. Hector Herrera. I yes. am so mad that he's coming in June instead of now. I would have loved to see the dude play in Major League Soccer. Yeah, at like an actual stadium and see him live. Yeah, you mean here here in DC? Yeah, because like I don't know, I feel like this is like a culture that actually knows like the rivalry with like the US men's national team and any t- time he would touch mm-hmm. the ball, like he would be booed. Like I think oh, that yeah. would be like the like the mantra and like It's I, probably going to happen in most yeah. places. But like that's the thing, like you don't have a villain in Major League Soccer and now you're getting like a villain yeah. that you can bring into the league and just like say, "Hey, I hate this team because Hector Herrera yeah, yeah, and and he's also one that's that's only thirty one years old. He still plays a decent amount for Atletico mm-hmm. Madrid, so it's and, and he is going to wait until after the season. But that is huge for the Houston Dynamo. Yeah, um, massive. Some other some other players. So Carlos Salcedo, who's a Mexican national team stalwart, is also already here. Already got a red card, and he's with Toronto. Yeah, you got so. suspended an extra game, too, for it. Oh, yeah. a two-game red card. Welcome to the league, my friend. Yeah, and then lastly, our our guy, Yes. when we were talking about going to Galatasaray, uh, yes. left uh, Turkey, and it was uh, back in the United States, DeAndre Yedlin. Yes, DeAndre Yedlin, back in MLS, where it all began. On the exact, literally the exact opposite side of the U of the U.S. where he started, <laughs> started in Seattle and now he's in Inter Miami. Now he's here. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how he stays on the radar for the national team now that he's back in the states. Um, and speaking on staying on the radar, a couple of 
U.S. men's national team players that Berhalter has been consistently calling in have new clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the dear, dearest to our hearts is that Paul Ariola has left us here at D.C. and gone to Dallas. Yeah. But if there's anywhere to go, I think Dallas is a fun place to go. Yeah, right? that's a fun place to go. And also, like, Paul Ariola might be one of the only players to ever play for the U.S. men's national team and go to Little Miss Whiskey's and have a slushie. Is that a fact? I think it might be a fact. What? what? I can't confirm or deny, but like maybe like some people have seen them there. Really? Yeah. We when we start interviewing people, and uh, we might have to get that. Might be the first interview we have. <laughs> have you or have you not had a slushy? Anytime we have a guest on the show, we should do that. Yes. My buddy, like Evan, we should call first Evan, question. Yeah, we should call Evan and and just literally do that, and he's a podcast guest. We yeah. should do that. We can do that with Aaron. We can do that with a bunch of people. Look at us brainstorming. Yes, yes. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Little Miss Whiskey's is a oh. historic and, Deadly at this place. point, nostalgic place for us. A fun spot on H Street in the Street neighborhood. When you're 25 and can barely afford it, so when you're 30. Once you hit 30, you can never step foot in there. Yeah, yeah. It's got a funky atmosphere. It's kind of fun. It's, it was a lot of fun, but not anymore, but yeah. RIP. All right. Well, we know what to lead, what question to lead with next time we interview yeah. somebody. But, yeah, a bunch of uh, players were moving, too. Um, you had Josie go from Toronto to New England. Yes. Um, but, yeah, more importantly, too, with uh, the national team, uh, you had Kellen Acosta, who bounced around a few teams, going from um, FC Dallas to Colorado. Now he's with LAFC, mm-hmm. uh, but he wanted to make a jump overseas and got a lot of bids d- denied because it was better for the club to sell him out west. Yeah, yeah, that's very interesting. He mm-hmm. wanted to stay put, and what's even more interesting is he kind of swapped places with the Canadian mm-hmm. central defensive midfielder Mark Anthony K. Yeah, so kind of a like for like swap there. Mark Anthony K going to Colorado. So. Yeah, I think pretty good deal for both teams, to be honest. And Josie to New England is very interesting. I think a lot of people have their eyes on that one. Um, he's actually – he's not the starter. Adam Buxa, who is a um, – I believe he's from Poland or mm-hmm. – he's he's kind of been the starter at New England, had a very good season. He There's speculation that he might go overseas at some point, maybe in the summer. And so does that open the door for Josie to, to regain – a forward starting spot under Bruce Arena. There's just all sorts of all sorts of connections going on, but I don't know. It's yeah. just, are we? Do we think that he's gonna he's gonna rise from no he's his hamstring new... ashes? Yeah, whatever <laughs> his hamstring ashes. <laughs> 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 hamstring is a weird word, anyways. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think he's gonna rise out of that. Yeah. Um, I mean, he... we'd love it, yeah. but. We all love an informed Josie Altador. Yeah, but he needs to be like banging goals, and I don't think yeah. he's going to do that with like Bo um, Busca. I think he's probably like third on the depth chart as a number nine right now. Yeah, just he's got to he's got to do something, or else, yes. or else, see you later. So, but we'll see, we'll see. Speaking of people, speaking of U.S. men's national team to monitor, who else are we monitoring? that are kind of core and then also f- kind of fringe guys who maybe be looking for a shot as uh, the MLS season goes on. So I think we got three center backs that you, like we want to monitor. Um, the first one, Zimmerman, um, 
always one of the top players in Major League Soccer and mm-hmm. reigning defender of the year, uh, Miles Robinson. Um, but also somebody coming back from like a major injury, Aaron Long. Yes. Um, he's been playing minutes and just has like that old leadership. I think uh, he's somebody that's going to be uh, part of the national team, uh, but might, won't be, might not be starting these next three qualifiers. Yeah, if you remember, he was captaining some of those friendlies for Berhalter uh, about a year and a half ago. So he's something that Berhalter thought that was going to be kind of in the picture for a mm-hmm. while. Um, playing for the New York Red Bulls. It's been his, his home for a while. So it'll be interesting to see, especially if, you know, things out in Europe don't go well for some of our some of our guys that we've been bringing in from over there. So very interesting there. In in the midfield, we're obviously looking at Leggett, Roldan as kind of the core guys who are backing up some of our the, – the MMA contingent, McKenny, Adams, Musa – and they're both doing really well. Mm-hmm. So Roldan with Seattle in in the CCL match, first leg against Club Lyon, he had he drew a penalty and had two assists. So he was involved in every goal. And then Leggett um, playing again under Bruce Arena at, in the New England Revolution has also been putting in some good shifts. So mm-hmm. we know we know enough about these guys that they're just always going to perform in MLS. So. As long as they can stay away from injury, I don't think Berhalter's going to have any reason to to not bring them in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that too. Other other midfielders that are kind of like on the fringe, kind of I'm, I'm wondering what they're going to do is Alfredo Morales. He this guy, I'm actually really high on him. So he he is so he's he plays for NYCFC. He's actually one of the only Americans that actually starts on that team. But he just brings a bite and a and a, like a simplicity to the midfield that I love, I think he'd be really useful, um, especially if Adams or McKinney are hurt. I, I wonder if he's going to get a sh- another shot. We'll, we'll see. But Masani Dawson is another one that's a little bit and, – and William Eric Williamson, those guys have, have, kind of, have gotten looks before. We'll see if, if they have breakout seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I, I feel like they could feel like that Dax uh, McCarty role too in that last – like World Cup um, cycle, just like trying to bring him in and like do something with the grinders and just like yeah. run after people. Yeah. Um, Georgie Mihalovic has had some had a pretty good start to the season, both in the CCL and, and MLS. Yeah, and I think he's been linked with uh, Leeds. Yeah, he's been there's been some interest overseas interest in him too. So that's kind of a blast from the past, um, from former January. I believe it was last year's January camp where he did really well. So interesting to see what he does. And then Henry Kessler is, an, is another guy that Burhalter's brought in before, center back for New England Revolution. Very young, kind of maybe maybe on the Mark McKenzie track where he's he kind of continues to grow in the MLS and head it overseas. So, so we'll see. We'll yeah. see. And then another thing to look at over the next two weeks is who's going to be our goalie? Oh, yes. Who's going to be our goalie? We're gonna, Zach Steffen's injured. Yes. Turners aren't injured. Yes. Has Horvath been getting minutes? So I, I read this today. Um, there's actually – so Nottingham Forest's starting goalkeeper is actually injured, and Ooh. Horvath has been start, has started the last four games, mm-hmm. and they are, they are unbeaten in those last four games. And so apparently he's playing pretty well. Wow. So that could be just in time. But, yeah, I think, I think it's going to be some combination of him, Sean Johnson, and – 
I don't know. Bill. Probably Hameed. Bill Hameed, Hameed maybe. Yeah. Uh, those are probably the leading candidates, but yeah, that's a oh, that's a really interesting situation. We'll we'll, we'll really dive into that on the next podcast, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the podcast of doom. The podcast of doom is yes. Yeah, that is just going to be called doom. Yes, that's how we're going to focus on it. We're going to have somebody, one of us, be very optimistic. Which I think you that would be you. that'll be yep. I'll and be the optimistic I'll be guy. Super negative and yeah. ripping everything apart going into it. Yeah. Oh boy, I'm already yeah. getting goosebumps. But yeah, let's talk about something that didn't happen. Well, something that happened soccer related. Um, Turner. Turner Entertainment TNT won the rights for the men's and women's national team games after 2023 or during 2023. So after the 20, so after the World Cup. Cup, yeah, it goes to Turner. But in the middle of the broadcast when they're announcing it on the NBA NBA show, um, Charles Barkley got the jersey. Have you seen that video yet? No. Oh, he just got the jersey, and he just was like, "Man, like I just want everybody to know this is not the men's jersey. Our men are." poop our men are trash this is a women's national team jersey and you know what i kind of agree with that like wow i i good job charles that was really great but wow yeah so as no a, love yeah but as a transition we haven't been given enough love to the women's national team but you're right we gotta we gotta talk into that so tell yes. us about the she believes cup yeah so the she believes cup this year was weird because there's a thing called the Arnold Clark Cup. Mm. And so usually the She Believes Cup is pretty good because we get a number of the leading, uh, you know, the best women's national teams to play in it. But this year, it's it's so strange. This, this Arnold Clark is some guy that owns some business in... England, I think it is. It's, it's so strange. It's so strange. And they just decided to make this cup up at the same time as the She Believes Cup. So it's like that international champions, international championship that's here in the United States. One dude had the vision, created it. I don't know what you're talking about, but... Oh, there's like all the tournaments over the summer when you get like Arsenal and Real Madrid to come over Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like a preseason thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... I mean, he got this guy got England, Germany, Canada, Spain to play in this Arnold Clark Cup. Mm-hmm. Essentially, the only people that could come, only teams that could come to the She Believes Cup were New Zealand, Czech Republic, and Iceland. <laughs> As you can imagine, our national team, the you know, the women, kind of destroyed the competition. Uh, they actually tied the Czech Republic in the first game, um, kind of a. I think it was kind of a you know new team coming together, not a lot of chemistry kind of thing. But they definitely made up for it in the next two games, defeating Iceland five to nil, mm-hmm. defeating New Zealand, defeating defeating New Zealand by another five to nothing scoreline. So some some players, some some young players that kind of stole the show in those games were Mallory Pugh, which she's kind of been taken the world by storm for a couple of years now. Um, so she's she's probably not something that's bursting onto the scene. But also uh, Macario mm-hmm. is another one. Um, in, in fact, in the New Zealand game, uh, there were three own goals. <laughs> and then 
uh, Mallory Pugh and Ashley Hatch scored. But Mallory Pugh was the the leader. She had she had three goals over the the three games. And Trinity Rodman, Dennis Rodman's daughter, was also kind of the 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 young attacking presence on this roster. Mm-hmm. So so you know a lot of the defenders that we're used to hearing about, you know, Sauerbrunn, Sonnet, O'Hara, Tiernan Davidson, that they, they they kind of made up. Uh, you know, listen, Matt Maher uh, in the bat in the in the in goal. They kind of made up the, the back core, but going forward, and then you also had, you know, Christy Mewis, Rose Lavelle, um, a few of the, Lynn Williams, a few of those to- sorts of veterans, but everybody else was was pretty young. Um, Ashley Sanchez, Mal- again, we said Mallory Pugh, Sophia Smith, and so a lot of, this was kind of a, a tournament to integrate some some young talent that'll be taking over for the, the, Alex, the, the Alex Morgans and the Megan Rapinoe's. Megan Rapinoe's. Yeah, yeah, but we're only one year away from uh, the Women's World Cup. Are for 20, we? Yeah, for 2023. 2023. Um, but yeah, that should that should be. Oh, that's a great idea for a honeymoon, because it's in Australia and New Zealand. Ooh. Wow! No, just kidding. No, that, I would get murdered for that. Allison, you're going to Australia. <laughs> that would be wild. Um, but yeah, like it's good that. They're getting like we're getting these younger players like Macario, who's done really well overseas, Mallory Pugh, who's done really well over the last few years, start to make that impact a little bit more. Um, but now it's just like you look at the last few World Cups, you obviously like dominated and wasn't playing like the best best style out there. It was more mm-hmm. of that American like grind it out and win. Yeah, work on it like just focus on our athletic ability. Now it's just like this young younger group that's coming in, it's more technical and can push more too. Yeah, so I'm really, really excited for it. Yeah, and that's really where we are, I think, on the women's side is the European teams are essentially caught up. They're bringing, you know, the, the leagues over there are more developed. They're, you know, they are developing some very skilled, good, good talent there. Yeah. So the U.S. has to, if they want to stay on top, they've got to match that. So it'll be very, very interesting to see in this in this upcoming year. This is a big is a big year, like you, yeah. as you said, leading up to the tournament. And it's kind of interesting, like with the CBA. I haven't read too much about that, mm-hmm. but like I'll be, I think it's gonna be better. Like when we look a couple years from now and seeing like the NWSL teams like building their, like an academy and having like that filter, kind of like what you have in Major League Soccer, where you just like don't have to worry on the draft, but. You're developing local talent and getting fed in to your first team. Right, right. Yeah, so more more to come on the women's national team and their journey mm-hmm. to that world to the next World Cup. But uh, in the last five minutes here, Dave, I've got a question for you. Here What's we, the drum roll for? It's it's about to about to rain. Oh, we, before we, before we do that, before we do that, I want to ask you a question. <laughs> Before we make it rain, I want to ask you a question. Will an MLS number nine go to the 2022 World Cup? Yes. And if so, who are they? I think it's Zardes. Zardes? Yeah, because... The I mean, backup? Yeah. At Columbus Crew? Who's he backing up right now? Miguel Berry. Oh. Who had a brace in his first first game of the season. He's a back... Jossie Zardes is currently a backup. To another American who we have not talked about, Miguel Berry. Yeah. Honestly, so you, I, that, was I, that your answer? I don't know if it's gonna be him, but I think there's going to be. Okay, okay. 
Do you consider like Jesus Ferreira as the number nine? Yeah. He could be one. Okay. Okay. I'm just asking the question, Jay. Boba say. That, yeah, because one of because I think it'll be incredibly important if there is any American that is even in the top ten of the goal scoring list. You got to think that they're going to Qatar. But the question is, will we have one in the top ten? List? I mean, are you looking at just strikers? Yeah, I'm looking at just strikers. So I'm not talking about Jordan Morris. I'm not talking about Ariola. I'm not talking about our wingers. I'm talking about number nines. So the list. So let's let's go through the list of potentials here. We talked about Jazzy's artists. Miguel Barry actually is an interesting up and comer. How old is he? Crew. He's uh, he's I think he's early twenties. He's he's been in the league a couple of years, but. Just it's this might be a breakout year for him. You know what? Let's just say Will Bruin is going to make it. Will Bruin, all right. If he can score, yeah. I'm 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 down for it. But so yeah, we talked about Jesus Ferreira, Mason Toy is an interesting one. Jeremy Abobase. I mean, that's that's really it as far as true number nines. I'm just asking the question, Jake, because I want to know. I want to know who we're taking as a number nine. Josie Altador? No, why? Why would you take Josie Altador? What if he has a What if he has a second half of the season tear? Once what, like a tear, like he's going to tear his hamstring? In, no, okay, in bad, bad, bad word, up? bad word, bad word, bad word. <laughs> a scoring streak. A scoring streak. Yes. No. Okay. All right. I'm just saying, our options are slim, and we need Ooh. to have we need to have somebody. I think break out. Yeah, this might be another name to watch, too. He's leading the league in assists right now. Frankie Amaya. Frankie Amaya. Yeah. Wow. Well, he's a number He's a number eight slash yeah. ten. Yeah, I mean, I think we're okay in the midfield, but... You never know. Might hey, need that depth player. If anybody wants to play up top for us, please, please, <laughs> taking application. All right, Jake, let's let's get to your... Uh, to our Garber box. Garber bucks. Yeah, we've got to make some money. It's not Garber Bucks. Oh, not Garber Bucks. Wow. <laughs> Blazer Bucks. Blazer, Blazer Bucks. Bucks. Oh, my gosh. All right. Yes. In honor of Chuck Blazer, the, one of the most co- corrupt uh, leaders in But very nice FIFA. to cats. Yeah. Very awesome nice to cats. to cats. Very luxurious yes. apartment in D.C. Or yes. not in D.C. Jeez, New York. I'm all over the place today. All over the place. I blame this like French 75. Yeah, this woof, this French seventy five has really gotten our American brains going. Yeah. Um, okay, so I brought up that we might want to think about. Well, what, what did you have in mind? Yeah. So I think what we, like what we have in mind, like we're gonna do two avenues of this. We're gonna number one talk about Major League Soccer since that's what we've been talking about, and say who we think if we were betting and putting something on the line. If we were betting. If, if we were putting something on the line, uh-huh. who would we have win the Supporters Shield and MLS Cup? That's right. And then I want to do a second one. If you look at this weekend coming up, who are some CONCACAF players that are playing in Europe that you believe will score a goal so people can go put a, go and put a parlay or just put a bet for somebody to score a goal this weekend? This weekend. This weekend. Okay, okay. Well, all right. So my supporter shield pick is NYCFC. Wow. But my MLS Cup is Philadelphia Union. And that's going to East Coast. 
So I'm how much going you, East Coast. How, how many blazer bucks are you putting down? I'm putting down one blazer dollar. That's it? Well, I guess, what's, oh, the, what's the exchange rate here? <laughs> what's, what's, what's a blazer buck to an American dollar? Uh, I can tell you it's about like a billion, like, ruple. Or whatever they have in Russia right now. Oh, <laughs> um, yes, yes. It, it is one American dollar. Okay, all right. Well, I'll put I'll put down ten dollars on each. Wow. Cool. We got to write that down. Make sure. Yeah. You don't forget yeah. that. And the parlay, my parlay, mm-hmm. are scoring a goal this weekend. Raul Jimenez. Oh, against Everton. Raul Jimenez. Wow, against Everton. That might be a slam dunk. I might have to look at that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's that's it. That's that's what I'm doing. Seattle was Seattle for MLS Cup was my was my second. Mm-hmm. But in fact, no, I can't switch it. Can I? No, you can't. I can't. It's locked in. No, I'm I'm going with I'm going with my gut. Philadelphia Union. Locked in. Wow. Alejandro Bedoya is going to lead them to to glory. Nice. So, I supporter Shield winner is going to be the LA Galaxy. Wow. And I'm putting. Four Garber bucks on it. Four. Four. Blazer bucks. You said Garber bucks. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. It's just a half. Garber's in your in your brain. Yeah. He's in your mind. And what I'm gonna I'm gonna put five dollars on Atlanta United to win the cup. Wow. But I'm Atlanta gonna I'm gonna United. hedge my bet and be safe to try to make up that nine dollars. And then I'm gonna put a parlay on the Seattle Sounders to win both the Supporter Shield and MLS Cup. Whoa. Whoa, that's a good that's a good way to tie it all together. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna right. play it safe and put like a dollar on there. So hopefully I make up for my losses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. But this weekend for Concacaf player to score, I'm gonna go with Jonathan David. Jonathan David. Okay. Okay. In fact, wait a minute. Lille played today. Oh my god. So you're gonna have to pick a new person. Did they play in the French league today? They played in the French league. They played Saint Etienne. Let's see if... No, it was a 0-0. Zero, 0-0. Zero. Zero, zero. Oh, man. What a dud. Yeah. Let's see. So I know he's... I'm pretty sure he started. Let's see if both he started and let's see if Wea got on. So David started. Tim Wea did get on. But no goals. Well, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. All um, right. What's your other pick? Wow. But I'll go with Christian Pulisic for this weekend. Yes, he did not play in the midweek due to some sort of illness. Mm. I assume he'll be back. Okay. Okay? Yeah. I mean, if it's his role as a super sub. Okay. All right. He has been on a tear lately. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what's always a good bet, Jake? I don't know, Matt. Tell me. That Clint Dempsey will show up and steal the show. That's always true. And on that note, we'll say, Deuces! Everybody got your feet, rock your head, see it, real, recognize real, real, real.